Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed. And that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It is Tuesday, February the 2nd. It is Blue Room Breakfast. Uh, this is unusual feeds for a change. I typically do this on the Blue Room Extra every single day, going through all the latest Everton stories, news, and analysis. But today I thought I'd put it out on the free feeds because last night Everton signed a footballer. Josh King arrived at the football club on a short-term deal with loads of add-ons and loads of stipulations. I've got a guest today, Rob Vera, joins me, uh, I think for the first time ever on Blue Room Breakfast. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing great, Matt. It is an honor to be uh, a guest on Blue Room Breakfast. I've been a long-time admirer, so uh, glad I could get on. And in a change to the usual convention where it's just me talking to myself and doing quotes from footballers and, and, and the manager, you actually said you wanted to ask me a question to start this off today, so I, the floor is yours. I do. So <laughs> before we get to the ridiculous roller coaster of how this was reported today, which honestly, that's that's as good as one day of this gets, I think, <laughs> on some level. Um, we were on with Les earlier today um, for, oh gosh, what, what's today? Blue Blue Monday. We have so many blue shows. What do you I, mean I was... yesterday, Rob? You're ruining the illusion. Oh, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> yesterday. I'm it's time, 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 time differences, differences. Time differences. whatever. Anyway, um, but we talked about this potentially happening. And of course, at the time we recorded, we were, far, I think we were, I think it's fair to say we were all far more skeptical of our, of our chances of thinking any incomings were going to happen or that Josh King would, would come in. But I remember you saying that you were, you know, you were kind of, I don't know if scared is the right word, but you were kind of a little nervy about a deal like a, a deal like signing jo- Josh King finding out. So my question for you, Matt, is finding out now that it is a six month or I guess really just until the summer deal. How do you feel about it now? Much, much better, I'd say. And that that is because deals like this where you can sign a player for six months are really rare. And I think it's it's one of those which is sort of been thrown up by the unique situation that the player's in with his contract, the, the pandemic, various other things. And I think Everton have been really quite creative in the way in which they, they managed to, to get this done. You know, where they can sign a player for this shorter time period, 
there's potential fees to, to Bournemouth. I think it was reported last night, wasn't it? That, you know, it could be up to five million for them. I imagine that'll depend on how King does, whether he signs for Everton, how the how the team does, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But I think getting him a, you know, a six month deal is is really smart and really canny and really quite creative, to be fair. And yeah. you know, we we were sort of saying in one of the other WhatsApp groups that that we're in, Rob, that I think while we all bemoan the fact that Everton leave these things until the last minute to get over the line and it's very frustrating and leaves us in a bit of a panic. These are the sorts of deals that you can get you can get at this point in the window. And Emerson have managed to, to to you know pull one out the bag here and in, in Josh King and get him over the line. But what about yourself? Because I think we were sort of a similar mindset, weren't we, about this that if it was going to be three and a half year deal, like a fee of 10 million or something like that, then no. it felt a little bit yikes and a bit of you know classic Everton not learning from the mistakes they've made in years gone by. But but this this followed on from maybe the sort of deal we did with Hamez in the summer, where it's, you know it was two years with the option of unfair if he plays a certain amount of games. It feels as though maybe lessons are slowly being learned. I mean, it's I don't want to just totally lose the discussion of what Josh King does or does not add to Everton as part of what we analyze here. But yes, the deal is what makes me love this because yeah. to your point, um, you know, in the summertime, I didn't have, I wasn't too scared given the relative age of the squad of, of signing, you know, 28, 29 year old midfielders because we just had nothing in midfield. Right. Um, so I didn't, I, you know, I, I feel differently about attackers for whatever reason, for strikers, especially, I just think it requires so much that you, you know, some retain it after a certain age, but most don't. And so, yeah, the idea of a long deal just really turned me off. But when we found out as the day went on and, and really you can't get this deal yesterday, if you're Everton, you can't get this yeah. deal two days ago. So I get that. I get, I totally get this idea that you want business be to be boring and done earlier and always be right. But sometimes dead, you know, as, as I've heard, um, I, I don't know if, if he coined this per se, but I, you know, I grew up in Dallas and I've heard Jerry Jones talk about his tough contract negotiations and, you know, he's a bit, he's obviously a huge character, but uh, he always is known for saying deadlines make deals. And, this was this is a deal that perfectly suits both parties, but I think, and I, I put this out on Twitter earlier, Matt, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Like, um, you know, I think if you don't recognize how rare this is, you're kind of missing something because in all of sport, you know, football, whatever, it's rare that any player, like you'll have players because they want to sign somewhere, they might take a little less money. Um, or they may take a shorter term deal, but doing both at the same time is really rare. Uh, Matt, I think you said something similar online too, but um, this, you know, this is a case of the player betting on himself. So now he has to perform well so that he can maximize his value on a free agent deal in the summer. And that can only, you know, that should theoretically be a really good thing for Everton, a high upside thing. Even if Josh King doesn't have to be better than he's ever been, but if Josh King could be, the Josh King he's been in the Premier League kind of on average. Hey, that's that's not bad for a six month deal in a season where there's still things to win, where there's relatively little financial risk. Like if you're not happy with this deal, 
I, I, I think that you're minimizing how rare this kind of thing is and the work that Marcel Brands and, and Carlo Ancelotti did to, to make this happen. I think this is really good business. And uh, <laughs> to me, it only strengthens the argument that you got to extend the contract of Marcel Brands because this is really, really creative. Yeah, well, I've seen a few different views on that online about brands. Some people unhappy that we're in this situation. Others made up with a deal, but yeah, I think I think it's very creative. But I think even when we were being quite downbeat about this in on uh, Blue Monday, and we were thinking it was going to be a three and a half year deal, and you know, you know, he's going to be on big wages for these six months, regardless, isn't he? But I think one of the things that we all sort of said, me, you, and Les, was that this this is a, a sign that makes Everton better right now and I think even though you know we've obviously seen Chen Tosin go out the door yesterday uh, John Joe Kenny you know variety and Andy Gordon of course to, to Preston as well I think there's when you speak like when there's players going out the door like that frequently even if they don't contribute much you sort of feel like as a fan that you're weaker and your squad's weaker I suppose it technically is even though those players weren't getting much in terms of minutes but this signing definitely makes Everton stronger and, you know, in, in, a, in a window where not many other teams have done much business in terms of actually bringing in a player to improve the, the first team squad. I mean, Liverpool have obviously done it with the centre-backs, but City haven't, United haven't, Leicester haven't been able to get anyone over the line, as, you know, yeah. as City are recording this now. Um, you know, West Ham have brought in a couple of players, um, but most of the teams around us in the main, they like haven't really been able to get someone over the line. And listen, he, he's he's not a game changer. He's not somebody who's going to, you know, come in and, and set the, the league alight by any means. But when we get into the grind of weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, and don't forget, Everton have got two more games to play than a lot of other teams as well. Just having somebody on the bench who's mobile. And playing a few different positions can stretch the play on the counter attack, or someone who can come in and maybe play left hand side at home against somebody, or on the right, or as a second striker. Those players are so useful, you know, so so useful. You know, I'm just thinking back to the game against Leicester the other night, and how if yeah. we'd have someone we could just sort of knock the ball into the channels too and get after with the with, with speed and you know running behind and that sort of stuff. It would give us a, a chance to breathe and relieve some of that pressure from the defence. So. I think I, I don't think it's going to be a, a sign in which you go right. We're back in the race for the top four by any means, but it should be enough to give Everton a bit of an edge in some matches, um, and that's really important to thinking. You know, when a lot of the games that we've been playing have been decided on, on such fine margins. Well, and I would also say too that I mean I think you're you're spot on because we're still in a position. It's it's one of those weird decisions or weird kind of sliding doors sort of um, acquisitions because, you know, to your point, we, if Calvert-Lewin stays healthy, then what we've done is add an additional option or, you know, just an additional player that, that in those, those moments when a counterattack can be its most lethal, that you have another guy with, with exceptional pace out there. Um, you know, King is from everything I've seen, and of course, it seems like he scores. He scored against us plenty. Uh, <laughs> you know, which is uh, all part of my um, larger um, unifying theory of of Bournemouth and the Everton curse. But that's a whole <laughs> dissertation I'm going to write at some point. But you know, I've seen him score enough. I mean, I think what most people agree on is that that he is a good finisher. He's not a great attacker, 
um, you know, in terms of just having all this, you know, exceptional ability on the ball or those sorts of things. But he seems to be able to use his pace in in a manner that puts him in positions where he can he can score. And you know, I again, it's this is for what the what we're expending in terms of a commitment. You know, if you get Josh King, that's just mildly interested, um, he should at least provide you adequate coverage in some ways um because we're not talking about an injury situation whereas you know like you were talking about liverpool i mean there are signings that you make because you've got horrible injury problems um but the reason this is sort of sliding doors is hey you know in theory now calvert lewin does not get injured the rest of the way and um josh king can represent uh, an added dimension but conversely if calvert lewin does get you know hurt knock on wood that he doesn't but if he does get hurt um there will be a point where you will say can you imagine if we hadn't gotten this ridiculously weird deal over the line because i think that i think it's too much to ask of calvert lewin and that's not a critique of him but that's just the the reality of our schedule and, and so many other things it's just too much to ask one person to carry that much of a burden on his back um, so, so to me, this is something that kind of had to be done. We were just hoping that in the course of it having to be done, it wouldn't be just another, uh, financial and fiscal, you know, fiscal albatross, uh, hanging around our neck. I think this is a great deal for the club. And, and as a player who, like you said, you noted really, uh, before Matt, that, that the next contract he signs and, and really, I guess it'll be after this one is going to be the last chance for him to get a, you know, big money for the rest of his career because he's at that age. Right. So you would think he is as he will be as motivated, uh, to be, effective for Everton um, as any player could be. Now, will that mean anything? I get, you know, it could, this could all uh, not work, but again, then we've, we've taken a six, you know, a three to five, six month chance on a guy, big deal. You, you do, yeah. you do this a uh, hundred times out of a hundred. And, and I think it's a real testament to, uh, to Everton for getting it over the line. I think, you know, he's, he's a player who was linked with, Manchester United a year ago. I think he had um, 25 million bid turned down by Bournemouth on the last day of the January window last year. So he, he might be looking at this and thinking, if I do well at Everton, maybe if I'm on a free transfer in the summer, those sorts of clubs will come in for me again. Um, he might be looking at Everton and thinking, I'm just going to have to work hard to get into the side. I don't know. But I think regardless, this, this is a, a really unique position, position for a footballer to be in. Certainly for a footballer of his age, where you can say, right, you, you can effectively plot out the next few years of your career based on this little trial period over six months to, to you know, show what you've got and potentially remind people what, what you can offer. And you know, regardless of whether he thinks he can, he can move elsewhere and go play for a, a club of the stature of United or whether he's, he's just desperate to earn a, a deal at Everton, that, that's going to be good for us, isn't it? Because he's, he's going to yeah. be motivated. I'm sure a lot will be made of the fact that he hasn't scored in the championship this year. No goals, no assists. Uh, but from what I've been reading today, uh, today is he's been playing on the right-hand side a lot. He's not looked particularly happy. I think he obviously wanted to move in the summer. Um, so th there's, there's all those things to, to factor in. But, I mean, he should be really motivated. And I think one, one of the issues you get with players at this point in the career sometimes is they're happy for that payday. Uh, you know, they haven't really got the drive going forward. But, 
the circumstances he's found himself in, Rob, means that he, you know, Everton should be getting a player who's absolutely desperate to do all he can. Yeah, yeah. And it's betting on himself. Um, and you have to think too, and I, and I think we shouldn't get this part lost in the equation as well. Um, you know, we read, uh, you know, we read overnight that a big part of, um, a big part of the, the reason that Josh King ultimately chose Everton and chose this deal, which I'm sure you probably argue his agent wasn't thrilled with him, ta- you know, taking a deal like this, unless it's, you know, I mean, who knows what that actual conversation is like, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's definitely taking a risk. Um, but Josh King, you know, according to, and this is from David Ornstein from the athletic, he, uh, apparently Carlo uh, having a personal conversation with him was the deciding factor. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about that all the time, this, this idea. And I think it's so funny. It's sort of like how I, I always say, I'd be really cool if for like a day I could dunk a basketball like LeBron or something like that. <laughs> it's right. Like, I think that the idea of getting to have a conversation with Carlo Ancelotti, where he tells you how much he wants you to be on his team. I think that would be like the ultimate. Imagine, imagine how that make you feel though. If you know, I, I really like Scott Parker. I think he's doing he's doing well with Fulham, and I think they might yeah. stay up. But if you get if you get a call from Carlo Ancelotti, you know that must make you feel ten feet tall when he when he Absolutely. says you know, part, you want you want you to be part of my plans, you want you to be playing this particular way and in this particular setup. And I think we, we can sort of play down that angle a lot. But when you sort when you're in this situation and you know, it's been very much Everton up against the other clubs to try and get this lad over the line. It's it, it is really important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and 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 beyond just the Carlo factor of being sort of in awe of the aura, the you know the aura that surrounds him. Um, I, I have to believe, and and I think this is you know part of what you read too is that. Um, that, that Carlo made an argument to him to say, this is a good move for you. Um, bet on yourself because you're going to be part of the plan. Like there's no point in him taking this deal if he doesn't think he's going to play a pretty substantial role. Um, so as much as it'll be framed and rightly so as uh, the, the bare minimum cover for Calvert-Lewin, I think that obviously he has probably persuaded Josh King to bet on himself because the scenario is one that Carlo has said to him will fit this, this uh, situation for him in terms of getting a new deal uh, either with the club, which I've got to be honest, if, if I bet that Carlo probably, there's probably some thought in there that like, look, um, we, we've negotiated this thing with Bournemouth to where if you earn a permanent deal, they'll get a little more money, what have you. Um, and, and, and maybe they want to, you know, make, you know, give him the carrot, if you will, uh, to chase a permanent deal. Um, but either way, it, it's, you're right. It's, it's absolutely an ideal scenario just from, from that standpoint. And so it'll be interesting to see how it works. But yeah, Carlo Ancelotti uh, is, is just, this is part of what we pay big money for an elite manager. Uh, this is sort of the what you you kind of expect to be the difference in these these sorts of scenarios. And uh, given that Carlos seems to have such genuine affection for the club, you, you can imagine that someone who's already naturally as persuasive as him is even more so when when it's as heartfelt as it seems to be right now for the club. So um, yeah, it's really exciting. 
Um, and again, it's it's Josh King. I want to be really clear. Like this could this could amount to very little. I, I understand that, but I'm just kind of in love with the the thought process here and the the ability to negotiate this deal and to have a manager who can do it. Um, hopefully, this will matter for a more substantial player than Josh King at some point. But this is this is still good good work today. And uh, just one final thing in this, Rob, of course, it allowed uh, Andy Gordon's goals on loan to Preston as well. Uh, feels like the right move for him. Obviously, we've seen glimpses of him. Um, impressed more towards the back end of last season um, when the, the Premier League restarted again. It's found it quite tough recently, but um, that can only benefit him as well. You'd like to think he's going to get a lot of minutes between now and the end of the season, whereas if King didn't come in, he probably would have been sat on the bench and, and not used very often. Certainly. I, I am really happy that a Gordon's being put in a scenario where he can get the minutes that he needs to develop. And I, I mean, he's still so young and I'm still a big believer in his, his talent. Uh, I think that he just is still learning the game. And I think sometimes we become enamored with the idea of these super young players being at a more advanced stage. But uh, as we've seen with Calvert-Lewin and, and some other players that we have these discussions about, I mean, he could argue Lookman's kind of developing into that now at Fulham. And and there, there are certain players that just go on a more, uh, you know, a different trajectory in terms of their, their development. So the first part of it is just him getting more minutes is great. But from the sound of it, and I'll defer to those who seem to be experts on Everton Twitter, it sounds like he's going somewhere too that will will be a, a, a healthy situation for him. So, uh, you know, from that standpoint, um, I think it's great. It's great for his development. Hopefully he comes back a better player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rob as well. Uh, of course, if you do listen to the Blue Room Breakfast and people who subscribe, listen to it every day, uh, you know that I finished with a quiz question. And I don't know if you heard yesterday's one, but I'm going to put it to you anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. so you, yeah. uh, I have Benny netted Everton's third European hat-trick against which side in the UEFA Cup at Goodison in February 2008? Do you know that one, Rob? Oh. Oh, God. I want to say it's like some Swiss club or something like that, but I, I'm, no, I don't. I mean, I, I sort of remember it, and but I don't. I really just have zero idea of who it was. Yeah, he sent a, a couple of players uh, to the shop with his uh, with his turn. Uh, Steve, Peter Dallas guessed Fatty Borisov, which is incorrect. Uh, but Stephen <laughs> Sheen got it right. It was SK Braun. SK Braun is what country? I think they're Norwegian. Norwegian, okay. Which is Swiss fair. Norwegian. Uh, not to insult those of you from there who are listening to this, but in my head, that's almost <laughs> Yeah, it's quite apt, of course, because we've uh, signed the Norwegian international. There you go. These yeah, things yeah, are funny way working themselves out, don't they? By the uh, way, can we can we just say to? Oh, Matt, I'm sorry. Can we just say also that Josh King is the least Norwegian-sounding name that I could have ever imagined? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he spent a lot of his youth in Manchester, didn't he? Obviously, coming from United's academy and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm not probably looking into his backstory yet. But uh, the question I want people to answer today, and if you if you listen to this for the first time, uh, hit me up on Twitter with the answer at MattJFootball uh, or leave a, a comment on the Blue Room at the Blue Room EFC or on Patreon as well. Uh, the question I ask today is, uh, which striker scored on his Everton debut against Watford on the opening day of the 2006-2007 campaign? Rob, do you know the answer to that one? Don't say it. No, I'll have to think about it. 
say. And let us know the answer anyway. Just a reminder, if you want these little uh, podcasts every day to start your day, uh, do come and join us on the Blue Room Extra. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. And we'll have subs weekly out later today on that. I'll we'll be talking a lot about Josh King, of course, Dave Dye, and Patrick Ridge will be joining us for that. But uh, Rob, thanks very much for coming on. And you're going to be back with Kickabout later in the week as well. Uh, yes, and still kind of lining up guests for that, but uh, should be really interesting uh, placement of our conversation as we will be talking, I guess, after the Leeds game on Wednesday and before, um, you know, the next game of the weekend. So, yeah, should be a good discussion. Lots going on. Uh, yeah, well, thanks very much for listening this morning. Uh, we'll speak to you again soon here on The Blue Room. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network.